myself, Lori. We're glad to be here. And that was somebody's alarm. One <laughs> 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 of our alarm was going on. Uh, we're glad to be here tonight. And you know, we missed uh, last week. We've had quite an eventful month. This has been, uh, June just hasn't really worked out as we wanted it to. We've all been really busy as many things come up. And so we did have to cancel the show. So our apologies there. But we're glad to be here tonight. And we figured this is the time of year to talk about summer safety some summer safety tips. Um, just to remind people, if you're listening to this, you know, to remind people that you know, while you're out there having fun this summer, you need to really make sure that you keep yourself safe, keep your children, your family safe, and keep your pets safe. Um, because you know, summer is a wonderful time to be out and doing things, but it's also, um, you know, it has the you know people have a tendency to forget that you do need to be safe out in the heat and out in the sun because it can be dangerous can be deadly right so yes. that's what we're going to talk about tonight i'm glad to be here and we're going to let lee open up actually lee's going to start the show off tonight go ahead lee hi um yeah summer gets the weather has been getting to the extreme temps even um, long before August and yesterday here in Northwest Florida, it was 105, which was <laughs> unbelievable. Wow. Um, but we've been in, uh, in the high nineties up as high as 99. And it's really important to practice summer safety and learn the, um, the signs and warnings for heat related illnesses uh, for kids and for, you know, for adults and the animals are um, another important subject that I want to talk about because I've seen too many animals that have been left in cars um, mm -hmm. are very hot um, when even in their 90s and then and the car windows will be cracked and some people would leave a little bit of water in the in the vehicle for their animal but the fact is that that temp can jump the temp can jump even in a matter of 10 minutes it can go up it can climb up to about you know 20 30 degrees higher and it's mm -hmm. yes a lot of animals have died because of that. People don't pay attention. We want to take our pets everywhere, and that's a wonderful thing. You know, keep your buddy with you. But the temperatures inside your vehicle can rise almost 20%, I mean 20 degrees, sorry, in 10 minutes, and almost 30 degrees in in 20 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. But the longer you wait, the higher it goes. You know, in just an hour, the inside temperature for your vehicle can be more than 40 degrees higher than the temperature outside. So if the temperature outside is even, let's say 70 degrees, okay, that's 110 degrees inside your vehicle. Mm -hmm. That puts your pet, your beloved companion, you know, at, at risk of serious illness and possible death. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, and they can, that can happen even on a day that doesn't seem hot to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even just cracking your windows, that's not going to make a difference. And I'm just asking that you please be aware, be aware of um, the temperatures and, you know, leave, leave your beloved pet at home. You know, it's where they're safest. It's where they're coolest. 
Um, my buddy Otis, you know, he's a chihuahua. He does go pretty much everywhere with me, possible. But when it starts getting warm, I just, I have to leave him at home. Absolutely. What I did buy last year for him and, you know, a lot of pet stores will have, will have the same thing also. It's called the cooling vest. Um, and although this is a little bit bigger because they didn't have a small of size, but this is um, adjusted well enough for, to fit him. And all you do, this is the cooling vest. This is where his, his head would be. Um, and then, you know, the chest part. And we've got the secures with, with those. What happens with that, you take it and you dunk it into cool water. You get it very wet and then you wring it out and then you put it on your animal. And it does work. It's, it's an incredible, it, it's not, you know, it's not a $10 item, but it's well worth the purchase. You know, we all love our animals. And whether they're companion pets, whether they're an emotional or psychiatric support animal, um, it is really important that we do all we can to take care of them too and help them stay cool. Um, it's been in the very high temps here, so I haven't even been bringing him outside except in the morning, you know, and out quickly to, you know, take care of business. Um, but we go right back in the house. It is, <clears throat> excuse me. So, you know, it's really important that, you know, you watch the temps. And a lot of people, I mean, we love to take our animals for a walk. We love to go for a walk together with your, your dog in the morning or in, in the late afternoon or evenings, but it's still incredibly hot. And there is something that's very important that I've been able to share and, and help a few people understand is that the pavement. Now, I'm a, I've got some tough feet. You know, I'm a barefoot gal, you know, through and through. <laughs> you know, if, if I got to put shoes on, my feet cry. Um, but the thing is, it, it was really hot on the pavement today. And I just walked across the street to pick up my mail from the mailbox. Um, and it was, it was really hot on my feet. It burnt my feet. The thing is, if you put your hand down, it is... If you put the back of your hand down, like you're taking the temperature, we take our children's temperature or grandchildren and you're feeling the forehead and it feels hot. You take your hand and you put the back of your hand on the pavement. And if you cannot keep it there for five seconds without, ow, and that's hot, it is way too hot for your animal. Mm -hmm. Animals, many animals will pant. Um, now cats are, are different and they have a, more of a difficulty cooling down outside than dogs do. Dogs will pant, but that's, they've, sorry, lost the word there. Um, they cool down through their feet, through the mm -hmm. bottom of their paws, and their paws can get burnt very quickly out in the heat. I saw somebody walking the dog yesterday in the afternoon, and I mean, it's in the high, it was, like I said, it was 105 yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I was really unhappy but I didn't go and approach them because they didn't seem to be approachable. Um, so um, when I want to share something, excuse me, with an experience for myself yesterday with the heat. Now I went from getting in my car, I absolutely had to, you know, go down to Walmart and pick something up. So I went in the car, drove 10 minutes to Walmart, not even 10 minutes from the trip to my home, 
to the parking lot and then going in the store for five minutes, grabbing the items and coming back out and coming home. I was literally wiped out and, and it wasn't, it didn't take too long where I was sitting on the couch and I was ready to pass out. Uh, and that's from the heat. That's from the heat um, that's out there. There's, my face was red and purple. And, you know, that was, I didn't think I got that hot, you know, where it was purple, but I looked and I took a picture and then I realized it was 105 degrees. So it's like staying cool is really, really important. You can go to the beaches, you can go to, you know, you can go swim to the pool, but if you're outside, that sun is going to get you. And that increases the temperature um, drastically. And people don't think about that, but that is something very, very important that you need to think about. I want to, um, I'm sorry, I wanted to share something about them. The kids in 2018 and 2019, they were a total of 53, 53, 54, um, 53, sorry, hot car deaths. And it's like in, in 70%, 75% of the hot car deaths were children two years old and under. Mm -hmm. and so we've got to remember that we've got kids in the car too. I still, I know how, you know, we're, we're rushing here and rushing there. And I still cannot understand how anybody can forget they have a child in the car with them. And that's something that you've got to really pay attention to. If you've got the, you know, I've read where someone took off, okay, take off a shoe, take off one of your shoes or in one of the baby's shoes or one of the baby's shoes, I'm sorry. You take off one of your shoes, put it in the back with the baby or, or where your child is buckled. And then you're going to have to remember, you get out and like, oh, a minus a shoe. What did I do with it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in the back seat. And, you know, and that's, you know, a good way to be reminded that you've got a, a precious child back there, a precious life. It's <laughs> really important. Uh, this year is even worse than last year. And we're only in, you know, in the mid-June. So, That's right. And if it was 105 here yesterday, um, I cannot even begin to imagine the temps that we're going to have in August. And I read mm -hmm. something earlier about the temps um, in Arizona and California. We're like in 120s. And it's mm -hmm. like it's crazy. The climate is really insane. But you've got to protect yeah. yourself and you've got to watch out for the heat related illnesses. You know, you keep hydrated. I cannot stress the importance of hydration. Water. <laughs> water, purified water, tap water. Be drinking water all day. You know, you don't have to guzzle it. That's because you'll get sick from guzzling. But, you know, be sipping water all day. I, I go through, I don't know how many bottles of these a day as it is without being out in the heat. And I drink more out there. But... The second you reach for a drink, they get, oh, wow, I'm really thirsty. I haven't had a drink in a while. You're actually already begun to dehydrate. Mm -hmm. So it's really critical that, that you keep drinking water. And, you know, kids, kids, kids will run around, you know, until they drop, you know, from exhaustion. <laughs> and you've got to be they careful. That they're not going to drop from heat exhaustion or experience heat stroke. And there are a lot of signs that you, know, you need to be aware of. And the CDC has some really great information about you know, the, the different signs from heat stroke, you know, starting with the cramps and you know, then the heat exhaustion, which Lori can 
definitely relate with with her recent experience. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nauseous, you can be. You know, I mean, so sick to your stomach, you can be. Um, there's just so many different signs there um, that that you can look out for. Just mm -hmm. be very careful because if you end up past heat exhaustion and get heat stroke, that's critical. That is critical. I mean, that can result in death sometimes. It yeah. can be brutal. So you've got to be very careful. Um, and if, Laura, you want to share your experience on that, um, how you had felt and what we went through and yeah, uh, have an experience to to share yeah. as well. With, with sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention that. Yeah. Like I, I was at work and it's not, I live in Canada. I live in Alberta, Canada. And it gets hot here. Just people think Canada, oh, it's not that hot, but it's, you know, 90 to hundred here in the summertime too, Fahrenheit. So right now it's actually not all that hot, but Friday it was in the night, it was close to 92, 93. And, um, it was hot, no doubt. I was working and we, it was in the afternoon and I had been drinking plenty of fluids, lots of water and, you know, staying hydrated, but it was just so hot all actually uh, all, all day. Actually that was on the Sunday and all weekend was really hot. And um, uh, I work in like a, it's like a, a farmer's market, like a, indoor type place and it was one of the food places actually had a it was so hot that their oven actually overheated <laughs> um almost started on fire and so there was a lot of smoke coming at me so i had that on top of that plus i was wearing a mask in inside wearing a mask a face mask so it was really difficult to breathe for about two hours the last two hours of my shift and i got off work and the sun was just beating down five o'clock in the afternoon it was a, it was in the nineties. It was hot. And I didn't realize that I was experiencing any issues with heat exhaustion or anything like that. Cause I wasn't feeling disoriented or too dizzy, but I realized I was very tired and, um, and I thought, okay, I'm not even going to try to take the bus home. Cause I would have to stand in the sun for like another half hour outside in the heat. So I took a cab home, which I thought was really smart. Uh, I took a cab home, came in, and thought, okay, I need to cool down. So I started just doing things to cool my body down. I didn't realize how close I was to heat exhaustion until um, Monday morning because I, I woke up and I was feeling pretty sick. So that's how, that just tells you how fast that can happen. Um, and I wasn't even really exerting myself. It wasn't like I was out running around, um, you know, playing volleyball or anything like that. You know, I wasn't exerting myself that much. I was sort of just sort of standing around at work, being around. So, you know, it's it's dangerous, and it can sneak up on you. Um, Heat-related um, issues can sneak up on a person. In the Grand Canyon, many years ago, I used to work in the Grand Canyon because uh, I'm from I'm from the states, from New Mexico originally, and I went to work in the Grand Canyon for almost a year, cooking me there with uh, in one of the resorts, like hotels, and um. It's hot there in the Grand Canyon in the summertime. But I was already there for almost a year, and I was acclimatized. And I was already used to the heat from living in New Mexico. But my sister came to visit, and she wanted to go down to into the Grand Canyon to take a little walk and see the sights. It's a beautiful area. It's gorgeous. Lots of people go there to hike and 
you know, hiked down into the canyon. So many beautiful vistas and just amazing. So we decided to go down, but there's a point where they actually tell you if you don't have water, don't go any further. But we didn't have any water on us, but I was okay. Uh, and she says, well, I said, well, we'll just go a little further. So we only went, I mean, maybe 10 minutes further down and walked back up. And by the time we got back up, my sister was laying on the ground with heat exhaustion. And uh, she was sick for like three days. Literally, she was shaking, um, nauseous, you know, throwing up, confusion. We were watching her, you know, to make sure she didn't go into a coma or something. <laughs> it was like, that's how fast that can happen. Um, it can be bad, like, though. Oh, yeah. People boating, you know, out there in the, on the lake, you know, or out there in their boats, not thinking about how, how harsh that sun can, can really be. You have to be careful because you don't, you know, summertime shouldn't be a time of grieving somebody's loss. <laughs> People don't realize how serious this is, you know, but every year there are deaths related yes. to heat um, it is. and overexposure to heat. And no one wants to lose someone in their family member to that or a friend or, you know, a neighbor. It's just not okay. Everybody needs to be aware of this stuff and how dangerous it really is. So, you know, make sure that you don't take those risks, you know, and say, oh, it'll be fine. You know, we don't need extra, we don't need to have extra water. We don't need it. We don't need to be wearing a hat. You know, things like, you know, we don't need to stay out of the sun. Be really careful. It's dangerous. You know. It is very dangerous because if you remember, um, probably five or six years ago, I had my grandson at the park program. He was three years old. Um, it's a really nice program. They go, they make a craft, they play games, they have lunch. Well, him and the other kids, they were playing around and he is one of those people where he only drinks water. He has never had a drink of juice or pop or anything. He's all about water. If you even ask him, he'll say, no, thank you. I got my water. He's 10 now. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that's actually amazing <laughs> it, it is but um but i had him at the park and he was playing with all the kids and all of a sudden i seen him go to the ground and i sat there for a second and i waited for him to get up and he didn't and i started walking over and i called out his name and he just laid there pretty soon i started running to him i get over to him and he was laying there he was out cold and I, I like kind of was trying to move him around a little bit, like touching him, trying, you know, calling out his name. Finally, I just reached down and I picked him up because I was going to get him to a cool spot. And um, I said, come, I says, come on, baby, wake up. Come on. You know, cause it scared me to death. And um, yeah. finally, he opened his eyes. Yeah. He opened his eyes and he says, I'm okay, Graham. He said, I just got hot. I had to lay down for a minute. And I'm like, I was calling your name. You were out cold. So I took him to the doctor just to have him looked at. And I said, we weren't there 15 minutes when this happened. And he actually said it, it, it doesn't take very long for things like that to happen. It can be a few minutes that heat. <laughs> it, it's murder on your body. He said, mm -hmm. especially for children. And like I said, he was three, maybe four years old at the time. So it, it did. It took a, it took a toll on him. It scared me to death. Oh yeah, it's really, it's amazing how fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
it, it did. It, it scared me so, you know, so bad. And I can remember that doctor saying, you know, it only takes a short time. And I'm like, we were there no more than 15 or 20 minutes. And he said, you have to think of the size of the child. He said the age, you know, and he said that that is huge. And he said, people don't realize a few minutes in that heat, especially when it's really hot with the humidity, it's, it's dangerous for really anybody, but especially a small child. So I understand mm -hmm. what he was saying about, you know, like leaving your pet in a car or even a small child in the car, which I too don't understand how anybody can forget they have a child in the car. I had a very bad habit that even when my kids were small, I would um, put my purse on the back seat. <laughs> and I just always got in the habit of doing that. And we had a class uh, a couple of years ago and it was with young mothers and everything. And they were saying about how easy it is to forget your child. And I said, well, put your, your you know, put your purse in the back seat, put your cell phone on the back seat, put something on the back seat that you know you're going to remember. And I, and I, the whole time I kept thinking, can you believe that I'm actually having this conversation because you know, I'm telling these people, put something back there that you know you'll remember, like your purse or your phone, but you don't remember your child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. It's so true, though, right? Because this, we, we see this happening where children are, you know, dying every year. Yeah. And the reason, you know, was that the parent or the caregiver forgot the child was there. Or, or, you know, I don't know how that can happen, but I guess it can. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like, well, you know, to make sure I like your idea. That's great. Put something back there that, you know, you're going to need. Um, yeah. Like Lee was saying, like Lee was saying, a shoe, your purse, um, you know, your cell, whatever, you like your cell phone. And that way, you know, you're not going to get out of the vehicle without reaching around back there to get it. You yeah. Know. So then yeah. you won't forget your child is back there. I don't know how. No, but, you know, but that's it. Well, that's it. They were saying the like, child's back there. But, <laughs> well, it you was. Know, yeah. Well, it was funny because they're like, what are, you know, like, which, what should we do to remember? And I'm like, you have a child and you don't remember. <laughs> and well, it's easy to forget sometimes, especially if they're sleeping. And I'm like, well, then put something back there that's important to you, like your cell phone or your purse. I said, even before I had kids, I'd always throw my purse on the back seat or my jacket on the back seat. I mean, it's just what I always did. And I said, well, that's a pretty yeah. good idea to help you re remember. But I'm actually, I laugh sometimes because I think we have to say to you, throw your cell phone or your purse back there to remember your child. Like you just wouldn't remember your child. <laughs> yeah, just in case, right? It's so important. That's the thing. And, and people, people are still doing it. With those hot temperatures that I was just talking about, at the market where I work, two there were two times that the management had to use the intercom system to tell two people that they had left their animals, their their pets, in the vehicle, and it was too hot, and the the pets looked like they were in distress, and that they needed to go and address that. Um, and that just tells you that's only one weekend, one one city, um, you wow. know. It's, you know, it happens, right? And people just need to think, think about these things, you know. And that's that's the problem. I don't think people, they don't they don't do that on purpose. It's not like they're 
saying, oh, I'm going to let my dog suffer, or, you know, my child suffer. It's, uh, they're just not thinking. And it's like, okay, yeah. you got to think about stuff like this. Um, and so it's just important to remember that that heat's going to be intensified, like Lee was saying, and magnified by, you know, so many, you know, points. It's like 100 outside, it's going to be 150 in the car, you know. For 140, so um, the pets and children just can't tolerate that. So you need to just—I mean, we all need to be really careful what we're doing. We really yes, do. we do. I know one thing I wanted to mention, um, and that's um, like safety around arroyos and ditches. You know, city water drainage ditches and things like that. Cement, um, you know, areas where the where they'll cement a a ditch that goes through the city to allow for runoff for, uh, during flooding seasons and things like this. Many times you see children either skateboarding down those things or riding their bikes down those things or walking in them. Sometimes you see adults walking down those things. Mm. And people don't realize how dangerous that really is. It is um, dangerous. Yeah, there could be water coming from anywhere. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, it doesn't have to be raining in the city at the time for those things to fill up with water because that can be coming from anywhere. So you have to really be careful. When I was young, um, we lived really close to one of those arroyos. They call them arroyo in New Mexico, drainage system through the city and the mountains, water comes flowing and just flooding off of the mountains there in the desert. And because it's clay, it doesn't sink into the ground and just flows down. So they created several of these ditches that arroyos through the city to carry the water down to the river and kids play in those things all the time well when i was young and growing up we were uh, uh, very close to one and we were actually on the bridge walking over and we saw these kids uh, all going down this arroyo in this water that was just pouring down and coming down like these rapids right and these kids were like help help right and nobody would have seen them we were really lucky to have seen them because um, if we hadn't been on top of that bridge, they may not have been seen and they would have just ended up um, drowned. So we ran to the closest house, called 911, and they were saved. But that just tells you how dangerous that really is. They were out riding their bikes and there wasn't any rain or anything like that. But within a short time, it had rained on the mountains and that water just came rushing down, and because they were bone, the 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 royals were bone dry until that rain came down. So those kids, they had no clue that was going to happen. So just be careful out there, you know. Yes, it, it's important. Um, I was actually telling Lee today. I said um, I almost drowned once. Um, yeah, that's living, living here in Pennsylvania. We we're considered a water town because the Susquehanna runs through and um, myself and some friends, we either would it's um, kayak, canoe, tube, boat. I mean, they're huge things that go on here in the summertime. And my friend Tracy, she had said, let's go tubing today. The river was low. It was probably August. And usually in August, we go through a drought here, meaning that you can walk across the entire river. And sometimes it's no higher than like thigh high at the lowest in places. It's ankle deep. So, okay. You know, 
sure, we'll, we'll set out. We'll go have a good time today. And we got there and we put our tubes in and we started down and we're laughing and talking and joking. And um, all of a sudden I kind of like adjusted myself on the inner tube and I just wasn't sitting right. So I kind of got off the tube like so that I could get back on kind of to get comfortable, you know. And um, all of a sudden when I stepped down, I went completely underwater and mm -hmm. I kept trying to come up while my tube kind of got away from me. So I just, I kept trying to come get up out of the water here. Tracy thought I was joking with her and she kept splashing the water at me and she was laughing and I kept yelling, help me, help me. Every time I would come up out of the water, I'd say, help me. And she laughed. She thought I was joking. And I swear it was God told me lay on your back and float because that's what come in my mind. And it kept saying it over and over again. And I did. And finally I I floated till I got to a spot where I could put my foot down and touch. I put my foot down and I touched and I stood up and I said to her, Oh, I was so mad. I'm like, you idiot. I almost drowned. And she started laughing. She's like, you know how to swim. And I said, no, I don't. I said, I don't. And she's like, you live in a river town and you don't know how to swim. And I'm like, no, I do not know how to swim. And then she felt really bad. And it was like, I, I was angry for a few seconds because it was like, hey, I could have drowned. I had two kids, you know, and a spouse. <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. she's, she's like, That's I had no idea. Good. And I know um, when my when my first grandson was born, swim, I don't care. And then I have two other grandchildren that's a little bit younger and they're actually going to take swimming lessons and I'm going to take swimming lessons with them. I'm going to be oh, older, cool. but I'm actually, gonna, I'm actually going to do the swimming lessons myself. <laughs> I want, I want to learn to swim. I mean, that's awesome. However, <laughs> however, but I, I really do want to learn to swim. I mean, if anything would ever happen to even one of my grandchildren or any child, I couldn't help them. I'd stand her helpless because I, I can't swim. So I'm mm -hmm. this summer. I am going to learn to swim. That's good. Right on. <laughs> I'm excited. That's very cool. Yeah, swimming is always awesome. I I used to like to swim. Um and it's it's a I think it's very good to know how to swim just in case, right? I, My niece, uh oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say I, I absolutely love the water. Like like I said, we live um we have actually three, we have a, the river, the Susquehanna River. We have Young Woman's Creek. And then we have another creek called, um, it's part of Young Woman's Creek, but it's Red Roast on Kahlo. So we're surrounded by water where we live. Yeah. And I absolutely love the water. But like, again, I, I can't swim. And everybody kind of laughs because they're like, you live right near water. And it's like, I know, but I don't know how to swim. Or you go to the beach. I absolutely love the beach. <laughs> but again, I will not go in water up past my waist. And I know two years ago, my son and my daughter-in-law got married. And we all the Florida Keys for the wedding. We did like a family vacation for, I believe it was like 10 days. And we get down there and again, I wouldn't go past water past waist deep. And my daughter-in-law's father, he actually said, he's like, I'm like you, I don't go any further than my waist because I can't swim, but I love the water. And it's like, here we were, you know, like from two different towns, two different communities, we both love the water. I do too. I love the water. I'm a water baby. Yeah. Water's, uh, it's awesome to be able to swim. I'm not sure, but I think we have a 
too. We have a strange connection. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> My screen got black for a second. <laughs> it's drowning. Drowning is the leading cause of death, um, of injury death in children ages one through four. I mean, it's a, it only takes seconds. Drowning yes. can happen in seconds. You blink your eyes and the child can drown. Um, and kids, young kids, they can drown in as little as an inch or two of water. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's not a lot of water. No. And it happens quickly and it happens silently. And it's something to be very, very um, aware of and be mindful that, you know, you just turn, you can turn for not even 30 seconds and you turn back and it can happen. It can happen that quick. It's mm -hmm. really, really important, you know, to be careful and, you know, to watch the kids and um, don't leave them in the small pools. Where I live, we're, we're not allowed to have pools of any type here. Um, and, you know, we got a notice actually last week about that because some people did have pools. And I, I watched as, you know, uh, a young child, and she's probably about a year old, uh, maybe a year and a half, um, was, was left like for 10 seconds, 15 seconds while the parent went back inside the door and came out. But that child was with two smaller kids who were, they're toddlers, they may be four, five years old. And you know, it's something, in the, I, I sat there, I was eagle-eyed because mm -hmm. something happened that quick, you know, when they came back out oh, yeah. and you know, the pools are, have since been, been removed. But it, it's a serious thing, and you want to keep your child cool. That's that's you know really good. And get um get the sprinklers, you know the back and forth sprinklers we used to run through as a that's kid. That's what I have. You know, <laughs> and you know some of the families have slip and slides, you know, and yeah. like half the neighborhood is over. <laughs> you know, yeah. Fun, they're staying cool and they're being safe, and yeah. that's really really important, you know. And it's important, you know, if you only go as far as if you go into a pool and you're not going to the beach, it can still happen that quickly. The water wings, the safety vests, everything is really, really important. Um, mm. I wanted to show real quickly the, the warning signs and, and some symptoms from the CDC on heat-related illnesses, which are heat-related illnesses are very preventable. Yes. They are very preventable. Preventable, sorry. <laughs> but what to look for when, you know, they, they go... You start the heat rash, you get the sunburn. We're all familiar with that. We've been, you know, crispy critters. Some of us burn more easily. My son is so fair skinned that he burns really, really quickly. Um, but then, you know, the, the heat cramps, the heat cramps with the heavy sweating, you know, when, when you're doing intense exercises in the heat, you have your muscles are spasming, you know. So, what do you do? You stop. Stop whatever activity you're doing and, and get yourself to some place with shade, some place that's cooler and start sipping on some water or sports drink, which, you know, Gatorade is one of the, or Powerade, those are the two ones that are, are fairly well known. And yeah. you, know, you wait for those cramps to go away before you go back. And if your cramps last longer than an hour, you need to get medical help right yes. away, you know. And get help from medical help right away if you're on a low sodium diet, you know, or if you have heart problems. Um, next one is heat exhaustion, which is something that, you know, both, both Lori and I experienced very recently in the weekend and for me yesterday. 
but really, really important. Um, you know, I almost ended up in the emergency room when I went to visit my children's grandkids. That um, was back in 2017, um, before my son ended up moving up north. But the the heat exhaustion is you're you're sweating heavily. You're sweating profusely. Um, your your skin can get cold and feel clammy. And you know sometimes you, know, you may think, okay, you, your skin is cool and clammy. You're okay. You're not hot, but that's that's not true. You know your your pulse can get weak, get nauseous, and yeah. you can be vomiting. You you have the muscle cramps. You're you're tired. You're weak. That severe headaches. You can even pass out. You know, you can faint and pass out just like um, little man did there. And it's just very, very important that you, you get yourself to a cool place if you can and loosen your clothing, you know, depending on how much you have on. You put cool, wet compresses or, or washcloths um, and you can put them in under your armpits. You can put them around your neck, around the back of your neck. And actually you can put them in your groin areas on either side. Those yeah. are um, very... Those are the areas that even medical personnel, um, your doctor will tell you about. Do you want to cool down quick? Or if your child has a fever, you know, that's, you know, put it on the back of the neck, under the armpits or in the groin. Um, and if you can, you know, get get you or, or your child, whoever is experiencing the heat exhaustion, get them into a cool tub, you know, if you can and help them cool down that way. And, you know, you need to get medical up. If you're vomiting, you need to seek medical help. You need to get yourself to the hospital or, you know, whether it's making a call for 911 or have somebody take you or having somebody make that call. Um, yeah. If symptoms last longer than an hour, especially, you know, and then you have the heat stroke, which your body temp is 103 or higher. And, you know, you, you've got all the other symptoms and that's, you know, call 911 because this is a severe medical emergency. And, do not give that person any anything to drink, not even water. I mean, unless 911 instructs you to do that. But that is, um, there's, these are preventable. Mm -hmm. As long as you're watching out, you know what to look for. You know the signs. And the CDC has, they, ha they have a big old infographic that you can actually, you know, you can print out and you, know, you can keep handy. And it's mm -hmm. really, really important that you do that. Um, you know, like I said, when, when I was visiting my two oldest grandkids, I mean, my, it was really hot and it was only about, it was down a hundred, you know, that summer when I was there. And that was at the beginning of the summer. It was in June, mid June. And my legs got very weak and I almost dropped and I was very, very lightheaded. And I was at the point where I was ready to have them call 911. Um, but I managed to work through that, but being the daughter and granddaughter of two career nurses and um, eight, working in the field, not as a nurse, but um, in helping others as an aide, I have a little more awareness and knowledge of what to do, but not everybody knows. No. And it's really, really important, you know, right. you know, it's really important that you know, you know the signs and symptoms, you know what to do and always be prepared I've got cases of water. I've got, you know, water in the car. I've got, you know, cases in the closet. I've got half a case in the fridge. 
And the summer months when it gets really hot, I keep extra bottled water and some Gatorade in the refrigerator for, you know, maintenance workers or the guys yeah. that are coming around doing the lawn hair because That's I know awesome. kids and they don't <laughs> take breaks. You get in, you're working, but you know, I know how quickly things can change and I know how deadly, how fast they can become deadly. So I'm constantly giving out water, you need water. I've got bottled water, you know, and they're like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know? So mm -hmm. it's really, um, it's really critical. And yeah, I said, don't go. You'll always catch me sipping on water. I'm carrying a couple of bottles wherever I go, you know, throw it in the bag. And like I said, I've always got it in the car. And it's really important that you do that. Drinking, you know, a lot of soda or a lot of coffee or alcohol because it has, because it has water in it. You know, I mean, the water helps, but yeah, actually you get, um, you get dried out. You know, you get dried out with, with a lot of the soda and, you know, other things that you drink out there. So, while soda yeah. can be great, you know, for those of you who love it, and I love root beer every once in a while. <laughs> Other than that, I really don't drink soda. But root beer, yeah. Um, but you can actually, you know, you can dehydrate mm -hmm. quicker than quicker than you think you could. Yeah. And yeah. even if you're at the beach and you know you're out there swimming, you're in the water. It's still not good enough. You need to keep sipping on water, and you need to stay hydrated. As I said before, I cannot stress enough how important that is. Mm -hmm. It is That's really important. And we're going to, you, you need to learn how to swim. Uh, that's really important. We'll get you some water wings. You know? That's right. Good. But yeah, I'm in the water. I've been, I'm a water baby and I've been swimming. I'm a fish. I'm a fish. I've been a fish since I was a little kid. I helped out, but, um, one of my parents, my father wasn't really good at floating. He'd try to do, I mean, you do the dead man's float or float on your back, but he would completely, he would like, boom, he would sink right to the bottom of the pool. So, um, you know, even as an adult, I mean, so it's important, you know. It is. My son was joking around. Do all that. He told me he's going to get me the little arm floaties for the pool. <laughs> right, keep yourself safe and learn, you know. It's... Not everybody can swim, I and mean, there's a great number, a great number of our population that that doesn't know how to swim. You know yeah. that they love the water oh, yeah. just like you. So you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> no. Lots yeah. of people don't know how to swim. And, it just um, feels weird because I'm so old, and it's like there's little kids like swimming right by me, and I'm like, <laughs> it's easy. It's easier to teach a child how to swim than an adult. Our children yeah. can learn how to swim really quickly. It's harder as an adult to learn, but swimming is actually really easy to learn, and you'll learn. Um, I hope so. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I mean, I love to swim, and my sister, uh, my sister, years and years ago, one of my sisters had a pool in the backyard, and it wasn't, um, there was no small children around, so, and, you know, her, her children were grown, so um, she wasn't, they weren't, they had, they had the yard fenced off correctly, you know, stuff like that to prevent neighbor's children from coming in and, you know, accidentally coming in the gate and then wanting to swim and yeah. drowning. So they also had a pool cover that was locked, but we were swimming one day and I was swimming in the pool and the family was all sitting across the yard at the table and chairs, talking and stuff, patio table and chairs. I was in the pool swimming and the only one in that area, there was nobody else around. My little niece who was not even hardly like a year old, maybe a year and a half or something, like just a little 
wee, tiny, barely walking little toddler saw me jump in and decided to jump in too. <laughs> oh my goodness. I jumped, yeah, I jumped in and, and dived in and was coming up and I see these little feet and I'm like, that's my niece's little feet. So I was like, what is she doing? So I went really fast. I swam up there, grabbed her and got her to the side. In the meantime, I'm yelling at the family, hello, help, you know. And they're sitting there just totally ignoring the situation. So if I had not been in the if I had not been in the pool, I seriously think my niece would have drowned. Because there were, you know, five adults sitting at the table who still didn't come, even though I was yelling for help for them to help me to get her out of the pool. Right. So it just tells you people are quite often and they weren't drinking, you know, they were just talking and having coffee and they were not paying any attention to me or, or anything over by the pool. That just tells you how fast that can happen. And every year children are 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 killed unnecessarily die from drowning accidents in people's pools. And you know, you don't want that to be your child. You don't want that to be anybody else's child if you have a pool. <laughs> yeah. So learn the safety. You know, learn it and practice it. Do it. My granddaughter has this thing where she loves the water, but um, she'll put her face in the water, and mm -hmm. you literally have to like lift her up. And I, I don't understand. She's three years old, but it's it's weird because she'll literally put her face in the water, and like she won't lift her head back up. And it's like we have no idea why she does this. And I'm like, yeah, she definitely needs swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I never seen a child just put their face in the water and just kind of lay there. You know what I mean? Like that's. She must be I holding her breath. Well, I but think what she did was she seen the older two boys swimming the one day and they had on the, the goggles and they were looking underwater. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what she tries to do, but it's, it scares me to death. Yeah. It's, it's just a good idea to, you know, I think it's a good idea that children do learn how to swim. Um, you know, because that way, not only that, they're, you know, they can swim then, but then they can also enjoy summer activities, you know, that other children get to enjoy, which is, you know, actually going yeah. swimming, right? But it's just a good idea, you know, to, you know, because then they learn how to swim, you know, they learn water safety too at the same time. And I think that's just so important, right? Um, it is. And for the adults, too, you know, to learn yes. water safety, how important it really is. And, you know, no no one wants to lose a child to a drowning like that. No, oh, my God, no. no. A grandchild, anybody in your family or, you know, a neighbor's child. It's just, you know, you don't want that, right? So I think, you know, everybody needs to just be aware of these things, right? It's so important. I think a lot of people get busy and they get sitting around like talking or joking or laughing and they, you know, they're watching the kids at first. They're really paying attention. And then you just look away for a quick second and then anything can happen in a blink of an eye. And I think a lot of people, they, yeah. they don't think that it can happen to them. And we all know it can happen at any time. That's so right. water safety is best. Hey, it can happen That's quickly. Right. I have a long time friend 
whose one of his nieces, um, one of his brothers had, it was at the family pool and it happened that quick. Uh, this was a long time ago, but it's, it's something that can happen. It's tragic. <coughs> and there was no blame there. It was a very tragic accident. I was a very, very young child in the family pool and they didn't get her in time. <coughs> I'm sorry. I can't even imagine. I've got yeah. Well, and that's, that's the issue. You know, it's the same with yeah. my, with my niece. Like, you know, it's not like my sister's a bad mom or, you know what I mean? No, no, um, no. Like my niece they just, they thought she was playing in the grass by them, I guess, and didn't even think anything about it. Right. And they're just talking and yakking. And I'm like, you know, trying to get her to the edge of the pool. <laughs> with <laughs> Hand, trying to swing, you know, and it's I'm not a certified bodyguard, you know, so I'm doing the best I can to get her over there. And I'm thinking, hello, you think they could hear me making a lot of noise and yelling about the fact that Kimberly was in the pool, my niece, and they're just like totally oblivious, you know. I, I finally had to get out of the pool with her and go over there and get mad at them and tell them off for not paying attention. And then they were like, well, Oh my God! They were like, "Thank you, thank you!" Oh my God! It's a miracle you were in the pool because I said, "Well, the reason why she jumped in the pool is because she saw me jump in the pool." But the thing is, is like she wasn't anywhere near me when I went in. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done that. So she just came booking over, I guess, right? Because um, I wouldn't have jumped in just having her standing on the edge like that, you know? No. Um, so that's just scary. And the I'm glad that I was there actually. I don't think she would have jumped in had I not had she not seen me do it, right? But the thing is, is that's just how it can happen. So it's so important, um, you know, for people to realize, you know, you do have to watch out for that sort of thing. It's you summer's do. fun, you know. Everybody loves to be around pools. I I know I I do too, and is but I don't especially children and families together wanting to do stuff around pools and lakes and rivers and you just have to be really careful really really careful yeah we do well Lori, i want to um thank everyone for tuning in tonight and i really want to thank everyone who has supported us and tuned in for season one um we're going to take a little break for the summer but we will be back in august um, I'm really excited for the new season. We have a lot of ideas. We have a lot of interviews and guests, and that's going to be absolutely amazing. If anyone wants more information on um, Real Talk, AU4H Radio, um, they can stop by our website, and it is in the description below. Um, but we just want to remind everyone to stay cool, stay in shaded areas, keep yourself hydrated, wear clothing that is loose and light. Um, don't overdo it, regardless if it's work, play, you know, or exercise, you know. Uh, and most of all, we just want to tell people to protect themselves and protect their children's with the sun. And, you know, like I said, stay in the shade, use sunscreen. All those are vital in the summer months. We all love summer. I do. It's my favorite time of year. <laughs> but stay informed, and, you know, and know the signs and symptoms of heat overexposure and keep yourself and your family safe. But again, we thank everyone for tuning in. We look forward to season two and thank you for joining us. Good night, everyone. Good
Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. And we'll see you next season. <laughs> Take really good care of yourself.